morning, everyone, and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. This is Marie. We are live here in Seattle, actually a little bit outside of Seattle in a suburb called Bellevue. So we're in the south side of Bellevue, and it's too dark, so all we can really see from the booth are lights. It's kind of dark out there, but um, things are looking beautiful. We've had fantastic weather. Fall is actually my favorite season of the year, and Seattle has had an amazing fall. Wouldn't you agree, Tom? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know what? And and we were talking about it last month, too, where I was like, you know what? I don't think it's going to snow a I lot know, this worried. year. I know you're worried. I know it's not going to snow a lot really? this year. Really? So we should trust your not. intuition is what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, I've learned that from you. <laughs> I go with the gut. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm kind of a fair weather skier, and I see myself skiing. Yeah. So maybe there's not going to be big blizzards and huge amounts of snow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, as long as there's some snow, it's good. But okay. It's been, a, it's been a very mild fall. Oh, it's my gosh. Nice. It's been so so yeah. gorgeous. I am also oh. all about the fall. All about you like fall too? Oh man, I yeah. love it. Oh god, it's just gorgeous. Fall and yeah. winter are my favorite seasons. Really, yeah. really. Well, yeah. I I'm blessing you because tonight's about blessings, right? I'm with uh, that. Yes, yeah. I'm blessing you a wonderful ski or snowboarding season. Actually, you know, where it's the perfect amount of powder and whatever, so that you can go off the moguls and. So long as I can get back into the trees, I'm all good. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I'm blessing you with that. So tonight on Marie Manu Cherry Show, we're talking about blessings. Count your blessings. You know, uh, one of the things that I think is very interesting about life is that if we take the time to appreciate the things that are happening in our life right now, we, we literally are creating more happiness and joy for ourselves. But what we tend to do is we wait until something really great happens, and then we start to have gratitude. And that's kind of the slow, what I consider kind of backward process, because it's truly not the way the universe is working, because even something that is truly a problem or appears like it's a problem for you is actually a gift. Anything that is a problem in our life is there to help motivate us to change, to perhaps change the way we think or we feel or create new belief systems to move into some creative aspect rather than getting locked into focusing, focusing, focusing on a problem, which is what most people do. And so if everyone out there who's listening tonight, if you can think of a problem that's been bothering you for a long time and recognize that it's not a problem, it's actually a gift and start blessing it, it's going to disintegrate and the problem will be resolved effortlessly and you'll gain incredible insight regarding it. So um, that's my homework assignment for the evening. (laughs) You know, find something that's just been driving you nuts that you've been focusing on for such a long time as a problem and recognize the truth. It's not a problem. It's a gift. It's a gift to help you grow and and change. When we're evolving, as all of us are, and there's really no race when it comes to evolution. We're all moving in our own divine pace. Um, But when it comes to evolution, change is not an option. And so problems force us to change or be a little bit different. Um, I'll speak briefly about probably the biggest, one of the biggest problems I had in my life for two decades was my marriage. It was a very difficult, complicated uh, marriage for me. It was very hard. And um, when I finally left it, which of course was really sad and challenging and difficult, um, my life completely changed, and I love it. In every aspect of my life, I love. I, I so enjoy. But during all that challenging time of my marriage, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself and who I am, and it was through all those challenges and difficulties that I was allowing myself to grow and be different. And if I hadn't been in a marriage, maybe it would have been a really challenging job or maybe a challenging health issue or something of that nature that allowed me to look outside of my you know, original surroundings and begin to be creative. So remember, all of your problems are gifts. And when you start to bless them, they disappear and they become blessings. So Tom, why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines? 
Okay, we've got Michelle calling in from Woodenville. Hi, Michelle. Hello? Hey, Michelle, we need you to turn your radio off in the background. It's creating some interference that's going to prevent you from uh, being able to hear us and us to hear you properly. Hello? Try it again. Michelle, you're on the air. Am I on? You're on. Okay, good. I can hear you now. Oh, great. How are you? I am very good, oh. and I just wanted to chime in exactly what you had just got done speaking about, because when um, I actually had a reading with you about, I think, two or three months ago, and I and in my life, that what I had some challenges in the marriage and with, uh, with finances, uh, things have definitely shifted for me, and I don't know why, but I'm just really grateful. Oh, wonderful. I'm so happy for you. I am, too. I didn't know, like you said, I didn't know what the result was going to be, but I wasn't attached. I wasn't negative, and uh, things have just sort of lifted and oh, shifted. But that's fantastic news. Congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. So, Michelle, did you start to bless the problem, or did you just think, did you worry less about it? Or what, what do you think were some of the steps that led up to the shift in your financial situation in, towards something more positive? What do you think happened? Or what well, was what, the... Go ahead. What you had told me was to, to let go of the how. Oh. And so, um, and trust that, you know, that everything was already divinely blessed. Right. And so when I stopped having that, you know, anxiety around the attachment of what it was supposed to look like. Right. Oh, that's fantastic. Congratulations. That's yeah, wonderful. Thank you. So, still don't know what I'm going to do for income, but <laughs> I just know that there's an abundance of money that's going to be coming my way doing what I'm just not sure. And so one way you could look at it is that the financial challenges from the past helped you to change your thought processes, which are allowing a flow of resources in your life and also helping you to let go of how it's going to happen in the future. But you feel confident, you have faith that yes. it's all going to turn out well. Yes, confident. Oh, that's wonderful. Congratulations. You worked fast on that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I can. I like owning. You know when it's great. So yes. You. Yeah. You're welcome. Congratulations, and thank you for calling in and sharing your good news with us. Yes, and I and I had something completely different though why I called in, but I just chimed in on that one note that okay. you were with sure. relative. And this is a kind of strange, but I thought this is something you might know, and I don't know whether it's just a coincidence, but hopefully with what you can maybe find out for me. It seems like in the last couple oh, weeks, uh-huh. when I happened to look up at the time. Um, I, I keep seeing numbers uh, that are the same, like 333 or a um, 111 or a 222. Whenever I happen to look at the time, it just seems more than coincidence that what the odds would be that the, all of those numbers would be the same. Right. And you're absolutely frequently. You're absolutely correct, particularly the ones and the twos. Those are very phenomenal numbers in terms of blessings are coming your way. This is a magical time for you. Pay attention. Three is actually my total favorite number. And, and so three is a, a fantastic number, obviously. But yes, it's the universe com- communicating to you. You're on the right track. You're doing well. Good for you. Congratulations. We're behind you. Keep on going. That's what's okay. happening. Do you see what okay, I mean? Okay, good. Because it was happening a lot. And it seemed really strong. I'm like, I got to ask Marie. Great. Good. Yes. Yeah, so you're right on. And when, when you see those numbers, have gratitude for them. Because, okay, great. Because say thank you, universe, for having me stop for a moment and recognize that you, you're communicating with me and have mm-hmm. gratitude for it. Because um, 
manifesting, intuition, all of that is, there's kind of a muscle component to it. In other words, the more you use it, the stronger it gets. Just like if you're working out your body and you're wanting to build up your calf muscles, and you can physically see that if you do the exercises. In the mystical realm, you don't necessarily, although you're getting good feedback from your guides right now with these numbers that are showing up, you know, it's... Oh, good. Those are my my guides then. Yeah, those are your guides and the universe, you know, working together to let you know that you're on the right track, you're doing a fabulous job, good for you, more blessings are on their way. That they're happy that you're thinking positively. So when you can have gratitude for those moments, you know, just hold space for it, get really, really happy, you're actually increasing more blessings, more money that that you want and, and that fabulous job that you're wanting for yourself. Great. Yeah. Good, my own little savings account. <laughs> there you my go. My spiritual savings account. I think that's a perfect way to look at it. Good. Yeah. So thank you for calling in, and congratulations. We all, all of us here listening to the show today, send you more blessings. Wonderful. Thank you. I'll take that. Great. Have a wonderful evening. You too. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. At the very end of this conversation with Michelle, I said that all of us were sending her blessings. And I said that for many reasons. One, because of course we are. We're happy for her and excited for her. And one of the things I learned really early on in my life as a child, that if I could get happy for other people that were having wonderful things happen in their life, and particularly those who were having the things that I wanted, if I could get out of any, why isn't that happening to me? You Jeal- know? Jealousy aspects of <laughs> right. I me. Mean. A little bit of envy. Um, I I would then begin to have more blessings in my life. And the thing that I really wanted that my friends got, I would get too, differently perhaps, but in a way that would make me just as thrilled as they were. And Mm. so whenever we can have blessings for other people and their success and and their love life and their health um, and their jobs, even if it's something you really want and you're wondering, where in the heck am I When's my time coming? Because that's what we usually think. <laughs> when is it going to happen? Exactly. Yes. If you can get out of that and have sincere gratitude and appreciation for them, you are sending so many blessings your way. It's like an avalanche of blessings. Mm-hmm. Well, that yeah. kind of that sounds like uh, what's the old phrase? Watched pot never boils. Right there, you, you go. Know, if you're expecting right. it the whole time for you, then right, you're, it's not going to happen. But you take the focus off of that. Right. Focus on something else. Right. And be happy for that. In people. fact, no, you're absolutely. In fact, I'll take it just a little bit f- further of a step. I finally realized somewhere in my like 20s that if some people around me started to get what I wanted, that it meant that my turn was coming close. And the happier I could be for them, the faster it would come. So, mm. you know, if, if I wanted a brand new house and one of my friends got an amazing house, one even beyond what I was expecting, <laughs> you know, I know that if I could be happy for her, that my house is like around the corner. And, and so that's another great thing about having gratitude and appreciation for others and blessing them and their success and all of, all of the wonderment that they want is that yours is around the corner because like attracts like. And so when people in your circle begin to have wonderful successes in their life, the things that you're wanting and, and working towards creating are also very close to you. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? It is. I know. I like that idea. I know. Thank you. (laughs) So why don't we go ahead, Tom, and go to the phone lines again. Okay. We've got Lori calling in from Ellensburg. Hi, Lori. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Yes. Good. How are you? I am great. Thank you for asking. Good. So what can I do for you tonight? Well, um, I have a question on what um, what you think in my life go back when I was about 14, I had my palm read. Oh, right. And it was by a teacher, actually, so it's kind of unusual. It probably would never happen today in a school, but <laughs> <laughs> she told me that um, I had a very short lifeline, 
So at 14, as you can imagine, a short lifetime would have been short life would have been 30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but around the time when I was 30, I was in a situation in a class where another gal read my poem, and I was really kind of nervous to have it done because the first time I was told that, and it, it was really bothered me. Mm-hmm. And um, she told me the same thing. Mm-hmm. And. That really, oh my gosh, it, 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 it really bothered me. I had a friend that told me, well, you know, um, another friend of ours had just been in an accident and died, and he said, well, you know, he had a, a very long lifeline. Right. So I don't really know that it has anything to do with it. Well, but- well, here's what I think, you know, because I do love predictions. I love to uh-huh. have my chart read. I love to read cards. I love to see tarot readers. And my rule is, as my rule is for all of those who come to see me, mm-hmm. is to take the positive, the things that feel good to you, that sing to your heart and soul, take that with you and leave those other things that perhaps didn't f- sit well with you, leave them behind. And, right. and you know, having a short lifeline, just like how you pointed out a man who had a very long lifeline, you know, died at mm-hmm. a young age, um, it, it's not an indication of death. It could be an indication of you're going to have a major transformation in your life at a very young age that changes the course of your life. And you have two palms, you know, and mm-hmm. each one of them has a lifeline on them. And so one may be indicative of one potential outcome, perhaps, and maybe one is indicative of another outcome. But um, you don't feel like you're going to die to me anytime soon. I don't see you <laughs> wanting to bridge the other side and you're healthy from what I can see. So h- how about this? Here's how I'm going to look at it. And this is how I hope all individuals look at readers because readers are passing on messages that sometimes they don't even completely understand. Mm-hmm. H- half the time when I'm telling people things, I don't even know why I'm telling them that. Many times I ask them, what does this mean for you? And I'm always so thrilled and impressed by their impression because it really means something for them. And, and perhaps, you know, maybe one of the things that what's coming up for me when I look at you is maybe you're afraid of really living. And, hmm. Mm, and, and so maybe these palm readers are pointing out to you that you, you have this short lifespan because of, in my mind, you have a fear of really living. And maybe if you start to really live, you might have other palm readers read your lifeline completely differently. So okay. perhaps it's a metaphor, you know, that can you really live? And, and do you know what I mean by really living? I do, and I think that I've actually done things in my life to really change the course of it over mm-hmm. different times, and maybe, mm-hmm. you've, you know, there's been pivotal periods where I've really completely changed the course of my life. Right. And I've hoped that and even thought, well, maybe that, um, you know, maybe maybe that will lead to whatever I've been told in the past not being true. <laughs> right. Well, nothing has to be true. You get to decide your own destiny. You You are in charge of your divinity. You're the one who's in charge of your life, not anyone else. You came here of your own free will. You'll leave here of your own free will when you decide to do so. But what I mean by really living, to me, really living, in my mind, is just loving every aspect of my life. That's how I feel really living is. Loving the car I drive, loving the work I do, loving the people I hang out with. I love the radio show. You know, I don't have to do this. I completely enjoy it. So really living to me is having a life that's full of tremendous pleasure at every turn you know like when I leave here tonight I'm going to go to one of my favorite restaurants with my girlfriend and and drink one of my favorite beers and catch up and drive home fast in my favorite car so (laughs) do you see what I mean that's really living is just finding the things that bring you pleasure in your life and doing them consistently regularly that's what I mean so do, do you do that 
Yes. You do? No, well, I think I am now more. Okay, good. I mean, maybe not when I was told that before. There was actually another, a third time where someone wanted to read my palm, and I would not let her. And she's like, oh, come on, come on. What are you so afraid of? And I told her, <laughs> and she goes, oh, she said, oh, you're not going to um, die, but in about 10 years, which is about this now, time, now uh-huh, yeah. you're going to have a very bad accident. Oh. And it's going to take you a long time to recover. And my husband's like, nobody in their right mind would. And she's actually a local gal who people go see and she's sure. known. But my husband's like, nobody in their right mind would tell somebody that, even if it was true. Well, no. I mean, I, I, I think it's important for readers to say what they think. But mm-hmm. just because someone says that to you does not mean that that's your destiny. You decide your destiny. You don't have to have a car accident. You don't have to die a young age. You get to decide your destiny. And this is a really interesting part of our conversation because that's part of the blessing part. When people don't recognize that we're, we're, we are already blessed, all of us. Mm-hmm. But the choices we make may make us feel like we're not blessed. Everyone is enormously blessed. Blessings is also about believing and feeling and sensing your blessings. So you're already blessed and you can have a fantastic and wonderful life. So stop looking for the negative because, again, that's not joyful living. You know? No, and I've been that way. I really have. And in the past when I've been told these things, I think probably I was dwelling in more on the negative that was yeah. going in my life. But I really, I feel that I've really, not that I don't have more work to do in that area, but I've really worked hard at being grateful for everything that I have. Well, and I really do feel grateful. For good. <laughs> I'm, gl- I'm happy to hear that. And, and here's something that, um, when, what I think is when people pray, you know, a lot of people pray when they're praying, they're asking for something. Mm-hmm. And when I pray, I pray for gratitude for the things that I want that aren't even here yet. So I, I would love for you to have enormous gratitude for always being safe in your car and, and driving safely and, and coming across safe drivers and, you know, just mm-hmm. not out of fear, but out of just gratitude. Think of today and how wonderful your trips were in the car and get in that space of how wonderful it was to drive and to be safe and have gratitude for it. So start praying in that way about anything that you want in your life. And and I think that if you want some guidance from a palm reader or anyone else, I think you just need to ask yourself. I bet you, I bet you anything. Well, you ha- I've never seeked it out, which is the funny thing about yeah. it. I never have. I mean, maybe. I mean, it. Uh huh. Subconsciously, the very first time. you are. I'm telling okay. you, subconsciously, you are because things. There are no accidents in life. We're creating everything at every moment, all the time, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. So subconsciously, you are, and I think that maybe you're getting these somewhat negative stories, if you will, because probably the best person you can listen to is yourself. You know, I, I bet you have good guidance for yourself and perhaps for others. So maybe you'll start to just really chime in on your own guidance. Okay. Okay? Yes. Okay. And just bless all those people who told you those things. Just bless them and then it will all fade away into nothing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you, Marie. Have a wonderful evening. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye-bye. So tonight on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, we're talking about blessings, count your blessings. And so all of those things that have turned up or what you thought turned up to be problems in your life and are annoyances, difficulties, challenges, they're actually gifts because the truth is all of us are already blessed. Every single one of us is blessed. And if we can start to count our blessings, count every single one of our blessings, um, 
then we actually start to accumulate even more because the universe believes that we're blessed, that we're magnificent and wonderful and special and talented and loved because we all are. And so it's truly important to count all of our blessings. Like, um, Tom, I hope you don't mind me using you as an example before we go to our next phone call. Oh, it's okay. Okay, or to our next break. But um, for a while there, Tom was looking for another job, you know, worried about those types of things. And we talked about just being happy and feeling that everything's okay and feeling grateful and that it's all going to work out. And then what happened? I got a second job. A really great one. Yeah, I'm really happy with it. Right, one that was like part of your dreams. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 And so you stopped looking at everything as a problem. That's true. Right. And you let go and you started to just go, okay, I don't know what's going to happen, but somehow everything's going to be okay. And then it was. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, you got to know that I think you got to kind of have a little bit of faith, too, that you're going to make it. I agree. And it's like, yeah, it's one of those things. I've always felt that even before I met you, too, that like, (laughs) you know, if you follow your heart, you can't can't go wrong. Right. Really. I mean, if you follow your passion, you're going to go with what drives you all the time. So if you just right. kind of trust that you don't quite know how you're going to get there, but you're going to get there. <laughs> right. It's going to happen. Then more than likely it'll happen. Right. Yeah. Um, last year I taught in Bellingham all year long, once a month. And then I went up for another weekend class and my middle daughter was actually, I guess it wasn't last year, perhaps the year before I'm getting, the time is going by so fast. But at any rate, a couple years ago I taught up in Bellingham and I wasn't sure why I was going up there. It's kind of a smaller town, already teach in Seattle. Bellingham people can come down, you know, and I don't know why I felt like doing it, but I did. And then my middle daughter decide, decided to go to school there and she got into Western and I didn't know that she would be incredibly depressed at school. I had no idea. She's mm. a really happy, positive, outlooking kid, loves the outdoors, is very nature-oriented. Bellingham just sounded perfect, yeah. you know. And she just didn't have a very good time there. It was really challenging and hard for her. And because I was up in Bellingham once a month, you know, she got to sleep with me in my hotel room, go out to breakfast, take her shopping, you know, just kind of... Get a little piece of home. Exactly. Yeah. Every single month, you know, so... Mm. That was, to me, that was a blessing, even though I would go to classes that were relatively small or, you know, as the year went by, of course, they built up. But it wasn't like a, you know, like the experiences I was having in Seattle. But yet I was able to help my child in a way that I couldn't have predicted. Yeah, you wouldn't have known had you not been there. Exactly. So to me, it's a blessing that I was in Bellingham and met wonderful people and got to help Misha um, you know, figure out what makes her happy, which apparently is being with family, because now she lives with her sister Mariam in Pullman and goes to school there. So she apparently she learned a wonderful thing. So that was her blessing, having a year of kind of feeling miserable and sad. Um, she realized that she really likes to be around her family, which yeah. we feel blessed about. <laughs> well, and sometimes too, I think that you need. I think as people, we kind of need sometimes where things aren't that great. Yes. Because it helps you appreciate it right. when it really is. And when things really fall into place, then you really appreciate it right. all that much more. Absolutely. You do. That's absolutely true. So why don't we go ahead to our next caller? Okay. We've got Eric calling from Seattle. Hi, Eric. Hello, Eric? Yes, hi. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good, thanks. Great. What can I do for you tonight? Well, um, I am helping get some guidance of regarding a health matter. I saw a naturopath uh, about four weeks ago. Uh-huh. I feel um, tired a lot, and I have some health issues, um, some autoimmune dis- um, disorders. And um, they, she did a test where um, it was a collating test. She's the collating agent. It came back where I have very high mercury levels. Mm-hmm. The reason why she did the, t- the test, she looked at my mouth and saw that I'm feeling large fillings in almost every. Right, the amalgams, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
And so I've been talking to my allopathic doctors about it, and they've done some blood tests, comes back negative right. to mercury exposure. So I've been doing a lot of reading on the Internet, and there's a lot, you know, mercury exposure and causes of disease is very controversial, and right. everybody has their own opinion. So my question is, um, and if I get the mercury treatment with the removal of the amalgam, since she wants to do so my naturopath wants to do some IV treatments, uh-huh. and, Right. Colonic system is very expensive and labor-intensive, you know, right. it's all the time. Right. But however, if this mercury toxicity that I might have is an, an underlying cause of these autoimmune diseases, which some websites say could be, right. then it would definitely be worth pursuing. Right. So I don't know if that's a fair question. Um, no, I think it's a fair question. I do. I think it's a, I do. <laughs> but I'm in this conundrum and I'm going around and around. Right, and, I know. And and and, oh, yeah. so, and so there are many reasons why we have health challenges. And are there mm-hmm. environmental causes? Of course. Is, are there hereditary causes? Of course. Are there mm-hmm. life choice causes? Of course. And then what I always believe underneath a disease process are the emotional components of, of why we've created a disease in our life or diseases or problems. Yeah. And so, it, you know, when you're about to embark on something that's going to be time consuming and costly and create some toxicity, because when you move the amalgams out, you also yeah. leach mercium, mer- mercury, right? right. You know, that, that's the other part of it. You know, so you have to do the collation treatments that she's talking about, the IV therapy so that you can help absorb the mercury that's being leached into your body as you're mm-hmm. having those removed and take supplements and all of those things, which is really great because in the beginning when um, when a lot of dentists started removing the mercury and alma, um, you know, the fillings, um, they didn't always, they didn't recognize about the toxicities that were occurring at the time. So it's, yeah. it's great that you have a naturopath that's willing to do that. Um, first of all, I'd like to know what your gut is telling you and, and not from a fearful place, but just from you know, if you can get into a place of balance and kind of peace about it, what does your gut tell you? I would love to, well, that's not really my gut, mm-hmm. but I would love to believe mm-hmm. that this might be the underlying cause of the, I, of the juvenile diabetes and the narcolepsy and right. um, fibromyalgia and all that right. and exhaustion. right. So I don't know if there's a little bit of, um, I guess I got get caught up in that fantasy that if, you know, and, and I don't know if it's magical thinking that if I get this done, then perhaps in a couple of years, these symptoms might right. resolve. Right. Um, what does my gut tell me? I There's something that um, maybe it sounds a little too good to be true, mm-hmm. but that's kind of distrust. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I'm going to have to work on that. I, I don't know. Good. No, I, I like your I answer. I think your answer is fair. Here's what I'm, what I'm getting. I'm getting a couple of things, and hopefully it will be helpful for you. Okay. One of them is I think you're very close to believing that you can be well. Yeah. That, that's what I think, which is excellent. Because yeah. as soon as you can believe that you can be well, things will come into your awareness that will allow you to have that wellness, Wh- mm. whatever that may, may be, whether it's removing your feelings or finding a new vitamin or moving out of your apartment or whatever, you know, you'll, you're, you're going to feel confident and good about the choices that you make because you're finally coming to a place where you believe that Eric can be well. And that's a blessing. That's an yeah. absolute blessing because it's, it's very hard, if not almost impossible for individuals to heal if they believe that they can't. 
you know, and, right. and that's the truth of it. I mean, if, if anybody believes that they can't do something, it's going to be really hard to do it, yeah. whether it's get a good job or find a great partner or lose weight or whatever. If, if the belief is saying no way in heck is that ever going to happen, it's right. going to be hard to make it happen. It's about getting out of your own way. Absolutely. Yeah. So I can feel your frequency changing. I can feel your positiveness increasing. And I think you're very close to discovering whatever it may be that's going to trip the line. In fact, I think you're tripping the line, you know, in terms of believing that you are going to be well, which is huge and significant. So if, if you decide, if, if your gut tells you that having the amalgams removed is going to preserve your health and well-being and, and increase your wellness, then I would consider doing it. If, if you feel that you don't know, but it's just out of desperation, then you're doing it, then I wouldn't do it. You know, I... That's- uh, yeah, that's uh, if it's out of desperation, right. that's what Because whenever yeah. we do anything out of desperation, then we're, <sighs> we're, we're actually, we're still going to stay in desperation. You know, the, that feeling will continue to go on and on and on, that feeling of desperation. And so it, if the more you can feel that you're going to be well, then you will be. I have a mouthful of amalgams myself, and, and I really do believe in holistic medicine and naturopathic medicine. Those are the people who take care of me for the most yeah, part. Yeah. And and it certainly has come up in some of my conversations. I just personally right now for me don't feel that that's something that I want to do for my body. I may mm. do it in the future. It's very possible. Mm. Um, but when I do it, I want to do it because it's something that feels good to me and it makes me happy and I'm not doing it out of fear that I'm going to get sick. I'm doing it out of Oh well, this is another great thing that I have energy for in time. That yeah, you're, could you're doing out of confidence, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what's missing. That's me. right at this moment. <laughs> but but you're getting better, Eric. You are absolutely getting better. And the more that you can believe that you're going to be well, the sooner you will be. So start blessing the narcolepsy. Start mm-hmm. blessing okay. the type one diabetes. Okay. Start blessing the fibromyalgia or the chronic fatigue syndrome, whatever the other element yeah. was. Start blessing it because it's a gift. It's here to help you change perhaps a chronic pattern of thinking right. about health that originates probably in previous lifetimes. Yeah, right? I, yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Right, because anything that's, right. that's in our life that's been a, a chronic problem for us it's it's a leftover situation from a previous lifetime at least that's what i believe yeah and, and all pain and illness are messengers absolutely yeah. everything's a messenger everything's yeah. a messenger and and so you know really start blessing all of those problems in your life or what you think are problems which are gifts remember all problems are gifts and then and then i think that confidence will come and you'll know exactly what you need to do but you're definitely moving in a, in a forward way i'm thrilled with it Okay. All right. Does that help? Yes, it does. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so all of us here who are listening are blessing you. We're blessing you and wishing you wonderful and amazing health. And we're blessing your pancreas and your nervous system and your rest. And we're wishing you restful, sleepful nights. You know, the more we pray and love other people and wish them wonderful joy, the more returns back to us. And so we all bless you. And I hope you have a wonderful night tonight resting. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for calling in. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. So we're going to go ahead and take a break here on the Marie Manucherry Show. We have some people on the line, so please stay on. We'll be happy to take your calls, and we will be right back with the Marie Manucherry Show.
looking for a great place to get the word out about your business, then why not advertise on the Marie Menu Cherry Show? The Marie Menu Cherry Show reaches a diverse group of listeners from all around the world and was just recently voted one of the top five shows on KKNW. Aside from a professional website, how many outlets do you really have to promote your business and literally reach across the globe? The Marie Menu Cherry Show has a listening audience that ranges from the U.S., Scotland, South Africa, to Australia, and beyond. Become part of the show and let the world know what you have to offer. Go to www.energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671 to find out more about advertising on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. Rates are reasonable, and the opportunity to grow your business is substantial. The Marie Menu Cherry Show is streamed live over the internet. So if you have friends or family members living outside of the Seattle area, wanting answers to life's questions, encourage them to listen to the show and to call into the show to talk with Marie. If you are interested in receiving guidance on an issue in your life, call Marie locally at 425-373-5527 or toll free at 1-877-825-8828 for her insight into your situation. PatriciaZielinskiDesigns.com, the place to go for unique, creative, contemporary gifts. As an artist, Patricia's mission is to make cool, creative designs that are affordable without sacrificing quality. Each design is a contemporary work of functional art created out of metal and handcrafted to order with great care and pride. Best of all, everything is priced under $50. Choose from a variety of items such as book accessories, picture frames, bud vases, items for the business person, the wine lover, and even the bird lover in your life. So if you are looking for a gift as original as the person you are shopping for, visit Patricia Zielinski, that's spelled Z-I-L-I-N-S-K-Y, designs.com. A link to Patricia's website can also be found on Marie's website. You're listening to the refreshingly different Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. I'm Marie. We are live just out of Seattle, Washington in Bellevue. We welcome all of our, our callers and listeners from around the world. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I truly appreciate it. We've been on the air for one year now, and we are in the top five of shows here on KKNW, Alternative Talk Radio. So it's a thrilling and a blessing to be in such a prominent Speaking place. Of yes. I'm just so incredibly grateful. Uh, one of the things I'm also grateful for is the economy problems. I know some of you are probably out there worried, thinking about your 401k and everything else, and I have one of those as well. Um, but I'm, I just feel that right now we're in an amazing place where corporate America has an opportunity to gain integrity. And it's not every day that we have opportunities to change or, and grow. And clearly, we need some help in corporate America to create some integrity. So I'm just thrilled and thrilled and thrilled that we have this option. Not only do we have this option to perhaps rethink how much all the CEOs and VIPs of whatever are making in terms of their annual salary when perhaps the people who are actually paying their salary are not getting great payment in return. Yeah, you know? it's very true. So here we have an opportunity to change the rules, to relook at everything. A whole school of thought, really. Yes. Because, I mean, the whole thing has been based on the whole credit system is flawed oh. to begin with. I mean, who should be paying 28% on a credit card? Yeah. I mean, that's that should be illegal. Yeah. And we've, we've been force-fed that right. for years and years and years and years and years. So right. it's gonna, it does take something drastic right. to shake that all up. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and if we can change our economy in a positive, healthy way that nurtures all of us, right, that we all can live 
you know, wonderful, abundant, healthy lives where we get all of our needs met. Just think how healthy we will be for the world market. Oh, man. You know, and all the integrity that can bleed into the world, which will help us communicate with one another, be better allies for one another. We're not going to be bombing each other so easily if it's not about the bottom line. And it can happen. It absolutely can. So here we have this opportunity. So every time the stocks drop down and you're worried about your 401k, I want you to stop and give a blessing that we have this incredible opportunity in the 21st century to bring integrity to corporate America. Because it's, again, it's an incredible opportunity. We'll see what happens. But we even were blessed enough to have a wonderful person who's going to be moving into the White House soon, who also seems to have integrity more so than other oh, people yeah. we've had in the White House. So we as have, of late. As of late. <laughs> so we've ha- we have multiple blessings going on and change requires, like you said, sometimes challenges to make you go, oh, wait a minute. Because yeah. like earmarks, I never even heard of those before, you know, and wow, when we're passing bills, are we spending frivolous amounts of dollars that could be utilized for something else? Yeah, because you say earmarks to me, I'm thinking you should just use a bookmark instead of folding <laughs> the page. Okay, I agree. <laughs> All right, okay. That's the only earmarks I know about. <laughs> it has to do with c- Congress and Senate passing bills Well, yeah, laws. well, I'm oh, yeah. saying, okay. I was saying as of recently, like if I heard that on the right. first time I heard that on the news, I'm like, earmarks? I didn't what know is, what that meant either. What is yeah. this? Like, I had no idea. And, in, and yet, also, there's this aspect of us being aware, you know, like maybe... Maybe we all need to have a little bit more awareness of what's going yeah. on in our congressional meetings so that we can be a part of the change, yeah. right? Yeah, because I had no uh, idea. Making some voices be heard Absolutely. rather than corporate lobbyists. Right. Yeah. And so here we all are moving into a place of higher integri- integrity, which could affect the entire world market, which oh, would yeah. be phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. So why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines? Okay. We've got David calling in from Seattle. Hi, David. How are you tonight? Hi, Marie. Doing well. Good. Thanks. What can I do for you tonight? I um I was um thinking that this um subject you had tonight really hit home with me. Um and and your show's been part of the blessing that I've had um recovering in part of my recovering um from my injury and um and um and getting back um, to where I want to be, um, it's been um, years, but now it's happening, and it's it's really uh, it's really joyful and amazing um, to have uh, um, now. If if I could ask, um, I. And thank you so much, by the way. I'm so happy. In fact, when you were talking, I could just feel everybody else happy, too. You know, that, you know, if if, if we can spend an hour together caring about one another and wishing each other well, it's amazing what positive things can happen in the world, even to complete strangers, because I don't believe you and I have ever met before. Is that true? Right. Right. So you're we're just so happy that your life is turning around. All of us who are listening to you, you know, all of us are so happy. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. I I had heard a former show on um that was um that was on tape. Mm. Um you weren't in that night and you were talking about spirit guides. Mm-hmm. Um I was wondering if um if I could ask you about that. Please, yeah, go right ahead. So do you want me to just do you have a specific question about spirit guides? I was wondering about um about mine, of course. Sure, uh, sure. Um, what um, um, I know, I from when I had my injury, I I've become 
kind um, somewhat aware of of that and having had a, a spiritual experience when I had that injury mm-hmm. was part of it but mm-hmm. but it took me a while to to kind of um, to become more comfortable with that or mm-hmm. or be ready for that I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure but sure um, well I see about nine guides around you and uh, nine is always an interesting number for me when I view nine for guides or many other things that I view in that number of nine because nine's a conclusion number and so this could very well be you know maybe you're making a decision that you're not going to spend a whole lot of time re- reincarnating on the earth plane you know and and maybe that's why this time may feel like it's a little bit more challenging in some way maybe huh. you're finishing up making some conclusionary factors of, of, of whatnot in terms of life decisions and evolutionary process. You have a lot of men in your echelon of guides, so like maybe seven men, two women. Um, they they are uh, all standing on these beautiful rocks as if they're standing next to the ocean. So I see water and waves. I can hear it actually in my mind. And, and there's all these rocks, and they're each standing on a rock close to one another. So they're, they're very connected. They work well together. Um, again, more masculine energy than feminine. And it's a lot about strength, having strength of character. And you've, had, you've gone through a lot in your life, so there you go. You've got all this strength that you need. Your primary guide who stands the closest to you is also a male, meaning that, um, meaning that you needed male energy in your life when you were growing up. So that even if your father was around or other male figures, perhaps there wasn't a strong emotional connection. Or, exactly, yeah. Right. So you knew that before you came here because we choose our parents and we ask the people who are our guides, the beings who are our guides, we ask them to be our guides. So you knew a lot of what could potentially happen before you got here because everyone has free will, so things can change. Although human beings up until recently have changed very slowly. <laughs> we tend to be a stubborn species. Um, so one of the things that your guides are telling me is that one of the things that is kind of missing in your life, but yet you're, you're very good at it, but perhaps you don't know it or you don't utilize it yet, is humor. Okay. Okay, and so, it's, so I would really work on finding things in your life that make you laugh, maybe making jokes, you know, because it's, it's a, a strong healing component for you. And you actually have a strong, powerful aspect to it that for whatever reason you don't recognize or you're not utilizing. And your guides are actually showing me uh, the reason why they're, they're kind of showing me a metaphor, because when I first saw my first guide, uh, he was wearing this burlap robe and he looked like a priest or, mm-hmm. you know, a monk of some sort. And I'm like, God, why are you wearing that? Because I actually, <laughs> I love clothes. I have more than enough. And, <laughs> and and he's wearing a burlap robe. And I'm thinking, dang, you're on the other side. You can wear whatever you want. <laughs> you're wearing a burlap robe. And he said to me, you're a lot more spiritual than you realize. And it's true. I, I didn't realize that about myself, right? So guides are here to emanate aspects of our personality that, that we actually embody, but we're afraid to allow to blossom or bloom or flourish or, you know, be seen. And and so uh, comedy and humor is a, an important thing for you. Okay. okay. Thanks a lot, Marie. You're welcome. Does that help? Yeah, it's great. Um, um Once again, yeah, that the positivity um, you have in your show has been helpful and and some of the chakra exercises were particularly helpful. Great. And um, just just today, I had a um, a qigong. Uh, oh, I healing. love qigong. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, it was amazing. I had 
I had had um, a little bit of a, uh, with a group um, energy treatment that had helped me a lot, but I had a little bit of an injury last week, and this, but I, I was still doing better than I had before, mm. but, but this, this healing I had today just brought, brought that back and brought that back and pushed me forward. It was, it was really amazing, so. Congratulations. Uh, definitely a blessing. So. Congratulations. And all of us are so happy for your continued health and your continued return to yourself, because that's really what feels like to me what's happening is you're returning to yourself, David. And we're all just so happy for you, all of us that are listening tonight. All right. Thanks, Marie. Thank you. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. All righty. So let's continue on to the phone lines. Okay. We've got Glenna calling from Ellensburg. Hi, Glenna. Hey. Hi. How are you? Great. How are you? Good. Hey, the reason I'm calling is, number one, to thank you so much. You have been amazing in terms of my life and the healing that has been brought. And the thing that I've realized in terms of the show tonight is the fear. Um, I was very fear-based, and I have so much that I can bring to the world, but a lot of it was being stagnated and stifled from the fear. And I'm very curious to hear you, number one, kind of, just whatever you do, use your gifts in terms of looking at what you see, and, and then also to tell me how you live without fear. I don't <laughs> see you doing fear very, very much. Well, you know, I, I grew up in kind of an uh, unusual circumstances. Um, I'm the oldest of five, and we're all yeah. a year apart. Um, my mm-hmm. parents divorced when I was seven. Yeah. My father basically left our family for all kinds of personal reasons, and you know, and there's a couple stories regarding it. But he didn't pay child support, and um, my mom had to work three jobs to take care of us. We lived in various low-income housing, you know, throughout um, Washington area, which means we really lived in nice apartments. But you know, there was a little bit of that stigma um, associated with it, and. Um, I had to kind of deal with fear all the time as a kid. You know, my mom always worried about if we'd have enough money, enough food. You know, we had been on we had been on food stamps a few times. We used medical coupons for most of our checkups. Um, definitely shopped in food banks every once in a while. So that fear was kind of a a constant, at least from my mom's perspective, growing up. And one thing she would say all the time is. Um, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. Even though my mother was terrified the entire time, just so you know. And and so I kind of grew up with that mantra that everything's going to be okay. And as I got older, I started to say, everything's going to be fantastic. Everything's going to be wonderful. I, be, I kind of upgraded the mantra. And, and I think when you've lived a time where you weren't sure where, where the next meal was going to come at times, and you weren't sure if your parents going to have money to pay the heating bill, you learn to be creative. You know, you learn to figure out how to make things work, even when there don't appear to be enough resources. And, mm-hmm. and then when nothing can, you know, for me, nothing can get worse than that time period in a way, you know, it's like, you know, so I think that's why I don't have fear because I've had experiences where, you know, it was kind of for many, many years of my life, it was challenging. Um, and, uh, and it turned out great. And so I think that's why I don't have fear. And so does that answer your question? Yeah. And how about just what, whatever you see for me? Pardon? And whatever you see for me right now. Well, I do agree that you're letting go of the fear. You're doing a great job letting go of the fear. And and it's so cute. Here's the picture. I see you almost like a cartoon. And you are very <laughs> cute, by the way. I've never seen you, I don't believe. But you are cute. So I see you like a cartoon, and you're still running. You're not at a 
at a hundred mile an hour run. <laughs> so it's not frantic. My husband will so agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him hello for me. Okay. And and so you're running and you're you're looking over your shoulder, but you're pausing every now and again, like, okay, it's safe. And you're taking a deep breath. Okay, it's safe. I'm okay. It's safe. And you start walking and looking at the flowers and the butterflies. And then all of a sudden something may come up, you know, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, I got to sprint. And you'll sprint. <laughs> For a little bit, for a little That's bit. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you're doing a great job letting go of the fear. And I think a big part of, of what let goes of the fear is faith. You know, I think that even though my mom was scared and I think was somewhat of a negative person, she, tr- she tried to have faith. And, and that's all we can do is none of us know when we're going to leave this place. None of us really know for sure what's going to happen in our lives. But the truth is, is that we've all died many, many, many times before, you know, and we're all on an evolutionary path. So why should we be afraid of something that we've probably already experienced once before? We're all going to be okay. We're all going to continue to grow. We're all going to reach some sort of destination where we finally believe that we are incredible beings. And, and that's what you're starting to feel. You're starting to feel incredible. And, and w- when you feel incredible, there's nothing to be afraid of. Right. (laughs) So I think you're doing great. And and I would just bless all those years that you were terrified. (laughs) Really, really. I I, one of the things I loved about growing up in low income housing is that there was so much culture around us. And, you know, I and I love culture. I love diversity. I love languages. And and so that was a really fun time for me, you know, um, to have neighbors that were from Cambodia who just (laughs) moved in and barely speak English and are bringing some unusual things into their apartment for dinner. You know, it was, that was fun, you know, so there's blessings in everything that we experience. And I would look at, I would even ask yourself or ask the universe as you're asking yourself, please show me a blessing about all the fear of I've, I've experienced in my life. Yeah, that's exactly what I would do. And you know, we're about to embark on Thanksgiving. It's a week from today, actually. And yeah. and so all of us are learning to have blessings and to have gratitude in preparation for that day, you know, because that holiday is based around, you know, settlers and Indians coming together to feast, you know, bringing peace, at least at that moment of time, yeah. to nurture one another. And so that's what we hope that we're all doing consciously every single day, blessing people and ourselves and our lives. Mm. So does that well, help? Thank- Thank you so much. For You're just, welcome. What a lovely, lovely message you're bringing <laughs> to the world because it is, you know, going to the world. Oh, and thank you. I can't even tell you what a difference you've made in my life. And I just thank you. I, I get choked up. You know, <laughs> I could just stop, but I won't because I'm just happy. So it's all good. Thank you so much. I appreciate all your comments. And I'm so glad you love the show. Thank you. You're welcome. Bless you. Thank you. Same to you. Mm-hmm. Blessings. Bye. Bye bye. So tonight on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, we're talking about gratitude. And and I just spoke about the economy. And I for the last couple of years in a lot of my seminars in Seattle, I brought up a sticky point that would piss off some of the people in the class. I can say pissed, right? Yeah. You just did? Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> like, okay, that's a little bit of a swear word, I think. I think, I think we're all good. Okay, we're all good. So I would tell people that I was happy that President Bush was our president. And, and I was, and I was grateful because it was changing the way Americans were thinking about who should be leading our nation. Yeah. And I knew that deep inside. 
Um, just like, and this may upset other people out in the radio world, and I apologize for I apologize for causing any upset. I'm as, actually grateful for, for the war in Iraq, and I, I know that sounds terrible. I, I don't wish anyone ill harm or death. I don't believe in war, um, but it is here. The, the war is here. It exists. People participate in it. People die every day in it. And so remember what I said earlier, you need to bless our problems. And so war, in my mind, is problems, so I bless it. And when I bless it, I get a really unique picture in my mind about what could potentially be happening that is a positive thing in terms of a war, which, you know, seems silly that there could be anything positive that comes from harming other human beings. Um, But my children are half Middle Eastern, so I'm fairly aware of Middle Eastern cultures and customs. I've never been to that region of the world, but um, I've studied it to some degree and and know a lot of Middle Eastern people. And um, as we know, in many parts of the Middle East, women still have limited rights in many of the nations, not all of them, but many of them. And when I bless the, the war, I see this beautiful picture of troops marching all over Iraq, mostly men who have a different way of seeing how women fit into the world. And so that energy is going into the soil of Iraq and permeating all through the, the soil there, creating an energy system, you know, because we've been there, I think, for, what, four or five years, Tom? Do you know how long we've been in the war now? Uh, it's Six? Oh, I think it's a long time. Well, since, uh, what, 2003? Okay, so a while, so five yeah, years, let's yeah. say, going on six years approximately. So we've been there for a long time. Too long. Too long, yeah. I agree, with all the soldiers stomping all over the earth there putting their energy, because everything's made out of energy, putting their energy into the ground. Not to mention the fact that when the men there, and the women, but there's mostly men there, when they look at Iraqi women, the women who are Iraqi are being seen completely differently than they ever have been when they're looked at by a man, which is helping them to potentially become empowered. So a decade from now, just from the war that we just experienced, or we are experiencing, Iraq and this region of the Middle East has an incredible opportunity to change just by our presence there. And so even though we don't have to have something as devastating as a war to change, sometimes when we're stubborn in our ability to become more aware, things that are contractual that seem very negative come into light that allow us to change and have a different reality. So that to me is a blessing. Um, And so that's why I bless the area and the region and all the people there. Well, change is a tough thing. Change is a tough thing. Yeah, we're talking easy. about centuries of a belief system. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the belief systems are the the toughest to get down. You are absolutely... Okay, Tom is always listening to the show, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true, though. It is. I mean, because you, uh, you can change an idea. Right. It's tough to change a belief. It's so hard. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so incredibly hard. That's why... Yeah. Uh, what was it that John Lennon said? What was it? I don't believe in isms. I just believe in me. Oh. It was one of those, it's kind of one of those things where you're just like, you know, an idea is a good idea is something to go with, but beliefs are. Right. You know. They're very limiting. Yeah, yeah. They are. They are. Kind of close you off a little bit. Absolutely. So hopefully at the end of this war, when we finally bring our troops home and we allow Iraq to have more peace in their nation, um, perhaps enough energy will have been put into the soil, into the eyes of many, many inhabitants of that region of the world to create change in maybe five years or a decade from now where the women can be truly free yeah. and the men can benefit from the wisdom of their women there. Well, we can hope. And we can hope. We can hope. And we can pray. And we can bless the region for all of the transformation that could potentially occur there. So next week, because it's Thanksgiving, I will not be live, but there will be a recording of the show. And the following week, um, with no... 
I'm sorry, I guess it's not the following week, but on December 11th, whenever that is, I'll have David Pond on the show. He's an astrologer. So two weeks from the recording, um, we'll have David Pod, um, David Pond, excuse me. He's an astrologer from uh, Olympia, Washington. I met him when I was in Wyoming, and he wrote a wonderful brand new book about feeling joyful. So we'll be talking about his book, and he will be doing readings, so make sure you call in. Until then, I wish everyone a safe, miraculous, wonderful, healthy, delicious holiday. Thank you again so much for listening to the show and for calling in. It is truly one of my blessings. Have a wonderful evening. Good night. Views expressed on the preceding program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, KKNW Seattle, and KWJZ 98.9 FM, Digital HD3 Seattle.